0: This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show's news of the week for March 14th, 2020. Dementia Joe? It's not out of bounds to ask about a presidential candidate's mental fitness. Recorded during the March 10th primary, Jason O and I, Eric King Fisk, discuss the controversy surrounding the questions about every candidate's mental and physical state and if a candidate or incumbent is qualified to hold office we also discussed the nightmare scenario if an elderly candidate is incapacitated before election or inauguration day also it's a good idea to do an internet search for the phrase biden plagiarism when you get a free moment the Fedora chronicles radio show is brought to you by our patrons on patreon.com slash fedora chronicles For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the Fedora Chronicles radio show, the show page, and some of the show notes, behind-the-scenes banter, and more. Zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles is where you can purchase T-shirts, coffee mugs, and other swag with our logo and slogans right on them. Commentary on pop culture and current events through the perspective of classic film snobs and diesel punks, with topics ranging from conspiracy theories, true crime, and the paranormal. You can now listen to our podcast on Apple iTunes, Overcast, Player FM, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. If your favorite podcast service does not have the Fedora Chronicles radio show, let us know and we'll fix that right away. Once again, on behalf of Jason Cousino, this is Eric Fisk, thanking you for listening to our podcast. Keep your chins up and your fedoras on. And we're we're recording this on uh, March tenth, two thousand twenty, and I wanted to ask Jay this question: Do you remember back in the nineteen eighties when it was okay to ask if whether or not um, Ronald Reagan had dementia or
1: Alzheimer's? Do you remember that? Well, I remember um, I remember the question being asked. I don't remember it necessarily being okay. Right you know but it was something that was asked frequently mostly in the press and mostly by people who politically disagreed with him. right and but but for good reason though right yeah well I mean there is certainly especially now after the fact there's certainly evidence to suggest that in the past or in the last two years or so of his of his presidency that he was not necessarily in the best mental health right
0: and it, it, it was something that was constantly being brought up i specifically remember and maybe i'm misremembering this dennis miller used to crack wise about ronald reagan's senility
1: well he did and he always he always joked i mean the the famous line from him is uh, ronald reagan is 76 and he has access to the button my My grandfather is 74. We don't let him use the remote control to the television.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You know? And Dennis Miller is not exactly the most liberal person out there, you know? Um, And then it was. Well, he was at the time. He's kind
1: of changed politics over the years. But yeah. Right.
0: right. Um, And then that was a big, huge issue. And Ronald Reagan's age was a huge issue to such an extent, even Ronald Reagan made a joke about his age during the debate with um, Walter Mondale saying, you know, Yeah, and there was this, and there was a moment where it's like even Walter Mondale was laughing. There's an expression on his face, is that yeah, I'm laughing, but I just realized I just, I just lost the race. (laughs) Right? There's that look on his face like, oh, fuck. (laughs) I'm I'm done. I'm done. done. And then, and then, and then then during W's um, uh, tenure in the White House, it was okay to ask of whether or not he was i hate to use this word and it's not my word it's not the word that i would use it's the word that a lot of other it's the word liberals used is or was george w bush retarded did was he did he have a low iq was he stupid and a lot of people were questioning whether or not he was intelligent enough to hold the office of the presidency of the United
1: States which is a hell of a thing to say right you know I mean that's that's uh, there is nothing especially in, in his background to indicate he was that stupid he did say some stupid things he did make these he also did the New York Times crossword puzzle in ink
0: So, okay,
1: you know, but much better man than I am. (laughs) Right. But I mean, there's one thing, it's one thing to disagree with someone's conclusions that they draw. Um, And he did, he did seem to enjoy goofing around a little bit with him being, um, you know, he would, he would kind of play around with, with him being like embarrassing a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, kind of a bit of a bumbling idiot, right? He played around with that a little bit himself. So, but there was nothing to indicate that W was dumb.
0: Not according to you know what I mean? I mean, not according to the liberal pontificators on comedy shows like Saturday Night Live.
1: Um, Yeah, but I, I'm sorry, but Saturday Night Live. It's their job to pick on people right? that are in office. It's their job too. They seem to consistently fall down on that and slack off on that when there's a particular party in the white house and seem to be more on top of it when there's another party in the white house, but that that's their job. They're comedians. So I don't necessarily take what they say. Well, seriously, I mean, it's fucking sketch comedy show for fuck's sake. So, um, yeah, but I, you know, they're—it's kind of their job to point out the foibles. Like they used to pick on Ford for being clumsy. And that's another thing. I, 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 I forgot that.
0: I, jeez, you know what? Maybe I, I have cognitive decline. But it was—but the thing is, is that that was a fair game. Is the president capable of executing the duties of his office? Is he intelligent enough, or or, or does he have? cognitive decline as it were and for the past let's just say for the past four years people have been asking is donald trump insane does he have dementia does he have a kind of mental illness what kind of and there are either even people speculating online right right? that's not a conspiracy theory there are people who are actually look it up on google a doctor's diagnosis of donald trump and you have a lot of people making these claims that he has like mania, dementia, all kinds of mental illness. And and that's okay for those people to ask those questions. I think that I think that you're crazy if you're not asking those questions after reading some of his tweets.
1: Well, I mean, it's Donald fucking Trump. You know what I mean? I, he's he has been consistent in the way he t- he tweets from before he got involved in politics until after he got elected president. It's just now there's people who oppose him more. When he wasn't a politician, people are like, eh, fuck him. You know, they don't give a shit. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but at the same time, he is now president of the United States. So now there's, there's yeah. there is that thought that's like, all right, I mean, clearly he's not completely incompetent or if he is incompetent, clearly there is enough people surrounding him that they're preventing his incompetence from severely impacting the country. Right. You know, we're not, the world is not falling apart right now. Right. The economy is doing pretty good. Um, unemployment is doing is extremely low there. We're not getting involved in any crazy, stupid wars. Well, We haven't pulled out of any either, but we aren't getting involved in any new ones. You know, to our domestic policy, our foreign policy, our economic policy are all kind of cruising along and doing fairly good. And that more than anything else is the main problem that the Democrats are going to have in the election. But it's also a problem for those people who are trying to prove that he's incompetent. If he's incompetent, then why is everything doing well? Is it doing well in spite of him? Well, if it's doing well in spite of him, then why does it matter who the hell we elect to be president? That's exactly
0: my point. Here's an article from The Atlantic. This is the most recent one that I could find on a whim. Like I said, this is from The Atlantic. Trump is not well. Accepting the reality about the president's disordered personality is important, even essential, September 9th, 2019, by Peter Werher, contributing writer at The Atlantic and senior senior fellow at EPPC. And goes the article goes on about his mental issues. And it's and and that's okay. That's perfectly fine to raise these questions. Which brings me to the topic that I wanted to ask you or discuss with you. Mm-hmm. Dr. Jill Stein. Dr. Jill Stein, mm-hmm. this, and this is what her, 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 her profile says on, on Twitter, her self-written <sighs> profile. Medical doctor, mother on fire, Green Party presidential candidate for 2012 and 2016, activist for the people, planet, and peace over profit. Account managed by staff. Okay, but Jill Stein or Jill Stein's staff wrote this over the weekend. Biden's team won't let him do interviews. He made two short teleprompter speeches in Missouri this weekend and both generated massive gaffes that went viral. You can't beat Trump by trying to hide or avoid the issues of hashtag Biden's congenitive decline. Biden's congenitive decline. How is this not a massive red flag?
1: Well, and that's, that's kind of it. So basically what it boils down to is there's Biden and Bernie. Biden has issues. He's not going to win anyone that's not already going to vote Democrat anyway. Right. He really isn't. And unfortunately, neither is Bernie. The only person who possibly can, they're working really hard to keep out of the race. Yeah. The only one still running anyway that might be able to reach across the aisle and get those those middle voters yeah um they don't want to have in any of the debates they don't want to let do anything even though she's the only other person running other than biden and bernie yeah so basically at this point we're looking at another four years of trump is what it boils down to because i don't think bernie can win i don't think bernie has enough support outside of the people who are going to vote democrat anyway
0: and you can't
1: do it with just one party you cannot win the presidency with only Republicans or with only Democrats. You've got to appeal to that middle range. You have you have to pull in voters on both sides, Jay. You do, you do. At the very least, you have to pull in those those people in the middle who aren't gonna vote Republican anyway. They're not gonna vote Democrat anyway. You've gotta pull those people in the middle. It's roughly 40% of the population that sits there in the middle, right? About roughly 30% votes Republican consistently, roughly 30% votes Democrat. And I may be off a little bit. It may be close to 33% or 35%, but there's that 30 to 40% in the middle that you have to win over or you're not going to win the presidency. That's all there is to it. And Biden is not going to be able to appeal to them. Bernie is not going to be able to appeal to them. So I think we're looking at another pre- another four years of Trump. Good, bad, or indifferent. That's what we're dealing with. And the one thing that I would like to remind people is that a lot of people have some strong feelings about Trump, but a lot of people have a lot more stronger feelings about Mike Pence. So there are a lot of people out there that are like, we can prove that Trump's incompetence, then we'll have to have a special election. No, that's not how it works. No. The special election, if the if the president is removed from office, you're putting the vice president into office. That's how it works. There is a, a succession that has been sent, set forth in the, I think it's in the Constitution. And it actually states, if the president is killed or removed from office, the vice president becomes president. If the vice president then becomes killed or removed from office, then it becomes the Speaker of the House. And then there's a line of succession that goes down from there throughout the cabinet. There is nothing you can do short of essentially mass murder that is going to cause there to be a special election. Because... The government has a plan set forth to continue its own existence. Hell, there was a fucking television show about it called La- Lone Survivor yeah. or something like that, right? It was one with, um, what's his name? Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland, right. And he was like the secretary of, I don't know, the secretary of thumb twiddling or I, some I th- shit th- like that. I think
0: he's hu- uh, the, the hu- um, uh, HUD director.
1: Right. Something, something really low on the totem pole, yeah. but basically everyone else got killed in some sort of attack. And then he became the president by default.
0: It was during the president's State of the Union.
1: Right. And that's where people will watch a show like that, but then in real life say, that's not how it really works. No, that is exactly how it works. Actually, that's pretty much word for word how it fucking works.
0: That's exactly how it's going to work. The problem that a lot of us have is that we just simply do not understand how the government actually works. That's a huge problem. You don't understand yeah. how, okay, like a lot of people were cheering for the fact that Donald Trump was impeached and people were like, yay, Trump's no longer president. As a matter of fact, I have a screen capture of somebody saying that. Not true in the slightest bit. Uh, yeah. There
1: had... I mean, Clinton was impeached. Impeached is a process. Yeah. Clinton was impeached. Trump was impeached. They were both impeached. Neither one removed from office as a result of it. Yeah. So, Now, people are claiming,
0: or they're, yeah, people are claiming that Jill Stein is a Russian asset. The hashtag Jill Stein is a Russian asset is trending on Twitter with, at this point right now, for the past couple of hours, 4,753 tweets. And, but on, but what's also, what's also trending is hashtag Biden's cognitive decline and i mean for me as a voter you would think that that would be an important conversation that we need to have we need to have the conversation about whether or not the president whoever he is whatever side of the aisle that he's on whether or not he's mentally fit to have his finger hovering over the red button figuratively speaking and if you mention or question joe biden's Mental capacity or mental facilities, and whether or not he's fit to be in office, somehow you are a Russian asset.
1: Well, that's again, a, what it boils down to is I, I don't think this has really anything to do with anything other than the fact that we've gotten to a point with outrage culture and offense culture that you can't disagree with me because if you disagree with me, that means there is something wrong with you you know, and right now it's Russian assets because that's what Hillary's been on. She's been fucking claiming everyone's a Russian asset because ever since she lost. So that's just the term du jour that has nothing to do with anything. The truth is it's just people saying, I don't want to listen to what you have to say because you don't agree with me. You're not validating me. Therefore, I'm not paying any attention to you. And it's wrong. It's wrong. I mean, this is the the world is going in a direction that we can reverse but we need to actually reverse it the concept of safe spaces needs to go away there are the only safe space that exists in the real world once you get out of academia is your own house <laughs> when you can turn off the radio turn yeah. off the tv ter, unplug from the internet and that's your safe space right you know the idea that we are putting people in Allowing people to go through college with the concept that they can go into a room and hide out from people they don't agree with is fucking ludicrous. What are these people going to do when there's when they're in a meeting and their boss says, we need to do this? And they say, well, I disagree with that. And the boss says, well, that's nice. You can do this or you can lose your damn job. They're going to do a lot of growing up really quick because they're going to fucking have to, you know, it's just... There's so much that's just fucking ridiculous about it. But the sad part to me is that our politics have gotten to that point too, yeah. where we don't, I mean, there are people who unfriend people because of politics, you know, and I don't mean just unfriending on Facebook. They literally stop talking to people that they've known 10, 20, 30 years because they disagree with them in politics. When the hell was that ever? How was that ever considered a good thing? When the hell did that start happening? But that's what's happening. It's because there are people I know from high school that won't talk to me anymore because I disagree with them politically about something.
0: It's because our generation, our parents' generation, raised a bunch of whiny losers.
1: Well, I I, mean, that's certainly part of it. But then you're an adult. You can make decisions on your own. I choose to not unfriend people because I disagree with them. In fact, I have quite a number of friends with whom I disagree with politically. My girlfriend, I disagree with politically. We talk politics, but we talk about it with the understanding that we're not going to get personal. You know, we do disagree and we're going to learn more about what the other side thinks as a result of it. Right. That doesn't mean she's a horrible person. It doesn't mean I'm a horrible person. It just means that, hey, we happen to have different opinions and that's okay. When did that stop being okay? It's fucking ridiculous is what it is. And, you know, people, you you can look at Trump and you can make the argument that he's, he's losing his mind or that he's lost his mind or that he yeah. never really had a mind to begin with. You can yeah. make all of those arguments with some varying degrees of success. You can say the same thing about Joe Biden, right? But the actual effect of that, what is that going to do? Well- if you say we can't elect joe biden because he's fucking crazy then people can point at trump and say then explain that and if that's the discussion that we have then as someone who looks at things and tries to look at things logically yeah. although i often fail then it doesn't matter who we elect as president does yeah. it yeah if trump is incompetent and insane and the world's going along just fucking fine then what does it matter who sits in the white house right So you're drawn, you're down to a conclusion. Either it doesn't matter who sits in the White House or Trump is not insane or incompetent. Those are your choices you have to make because that's the only two conclusions that can be drawn because if the other side is right and Trump is incompetent and he's going through dementia or one or the other, then why is the, why is the country trundling along just fucking fine?
0: Well, with the, if, with the exception of the crisis created by the hysteria surrounding the coronavirus. That's a Trump's fault. It, I don't think I don't think Trump <laughs> I mean unless Trump is really clever I don't think that he has absolutely anything to do with the economy taking a hit because of the panic. Associated with the coronavirus and I'm not saying that. Oh, it's not. I'm not saying the coronavirus is not a big deal. We did an entire episode talking yeah. about how horrible the coronavirus is the right the because the, let's flash back four years ago. People were asking questions about Hillary Clinton's mental capacity and what her fitness to serve. People were asking questions about her health. She passed out. At a 9-11 memorial in New York City. Yeah. And people called it, she she had a mini heat stroke, it's exhaustion, she has a little bit of the flu, pneumonia, as documented in the book Shattered about Hillary Clinton's campaign.
1: Her sta- Well, the problem with that is if there's so many different excuses, why isn't there just one? Exactly. Her
0: staff could not stick to just one. And then there's pictures of Hillary Clinton just like having these little shakes or these little stammers, you can actually see her going into like mini full body
1: convulsions and you, is that that Parkinson's or, I mean, what the hell does that even mean? There's a number of things that could be. There are, there's, there's video of her
0: going into these mini convulsions and it's like you ask the question, is she fit? For office, and somehow you're you're a sexist.
1: Well, again,
0: for asking that, you're here. You you see something with your eyes. You see something going on right in front of you on TV, or you listen to like the audio alone, and you hear a candidate saying these absolutely totally crazy, unhinged things, and. You take somebody like Joe Biden, who about a week ago or two weeks ago, he was telling people in South Carolina that he was running for the U.S. Senate. Yeah. And there's a whole there's there's video out there that I might insert of all of his blunders, all of his speech impediments, all of his um, confusing facts, telling everybody about how his son was the uh, the attorney general. And you and you post online and you say, I have serious questions and serious problems with Joe Biden because it looks to me that he is not mentally fit for office. And the same people, like if you take somebody like Cory Booker, who within the past couple of months asked the same thing, is Joe Biden okay? Is yeah. And then he was, I, I guess, conspiracy theory alert. Cory Booker was pressured into endorsing Joe Biden. Right. How is and nobody's asking questions? You're not allowed to ask questions because that makes you come off as a conspiracy theorist? I'm am I I I wear that badge with with pride and honor. I theorize about conspiracies, and this conspiracy that I'm theorizing about today is that th- there is an effort to shield Joe Biden from any criticism. And if you say if you say that you have questions or concerns about Joe
1: Biden, you're automatically labeled as a Russian asset. Well, it's it's the whole shutting down, it's not listening to the other side. And this is where things can get actually dangerous, right? What if what if Joe Biden actually does have mental issues and then gets elected president. Are there going to be handlers that prevent him from, from actually saying certain shit in public? Who is his running mate going to be? Because that's suddenly going to be a very, very important topic, right? And then what happens if or when that running mate then becomes the sitting president because he gets labeled as being incompetent is that a you know is 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 that the plan and then we have someone that we literally did not elect as president of the united states how is that going to help the party in the future i think the democrats don't want to win this election i really do i think the talking heads the people that are that are making important decisions within the party really don't want to win this election. I think in part they want people to think a president gets elected and they're a shoe-in for re-election. That way there they have eight years to do things instead of only four years to do things. Right. And people keep forgetting that a president is only elected for eight for four years. Right. But think about it. Bill Clinton was re-elected. George Bush was re-elected. Um Barack Obama was reelected. It looks like Trump is going to get reelected. That's four presidents in a row. In fact, going back to the '80s, only one president has not successfully been reelected, and that's Bush H.W. George right. H.W. Bush. So, I think the politician, the politicians, the political intelligentsia, the people in charge of both parties want people in the habit of believing that a president is going to be in office eight years, not four years. And I think the Democrats are kind of rallying and trying to put things back together within the party so that when they come out in 2024, they're coming out strong with a better candidate. Right. And there's something to be be said for that. There's something that's that you know, you can see that as a valid strategy, and say that's not a bad idea necessarily. Yeah. Because um, look at who's in office now. I mean, in 2024, between now and 2024, Nancy Pelosi's up for re-election. Barbara Boxer is up for re-election. Some no, very controversial. No, Nancy Pelosi is up for re-election this year. That's what I mean. Oh, oh, oh again? Yes, of course. Again. Yeah, by yeah. 2024, we may have a different political landscape within the Senate and within the house. Yeah. And that would affect the presidential candidacy who in, not only in terms of who gets elected, but also who's running. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, one of the problems everyone has is the only the names have changed, you know, not, not even the names have changed. Right. Think about it. When was the last time Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House when George W. Bush was president? Yeah, that is. That she's is, been she's been in she's been the top Democrat in the representatives for twenty years now, or more, over twenty years, or more, or
0: more. Right. And the and the, the for me the concerning thing it's not just Joe Biden, and it's not just the fact that right. the DNC and the DNC surrogates are saying oh it's just a stutter it's just a stutter. Don't bother yourself too much. It's just a stutter. And people are saying, like, if 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 I mention I'm concerned about Joe Biden's cognitive decline, am I going to be accused of being a, a, a secret Trump supporter? Because you know, same yes, podcast, same exact podcast. I am I question if whether or not Donald Trump is fit to serve. Because you look at this article that was published back in September in the Atlantic. And it raises some really good points.
1: And And therein lies lies the problem, because that's the problem with the level of political discourse that we've gotten to. We no longer consider what the other side has to say, and therein lies the problem. We never should have gotten to the point where we were shouting down those who we politically disagree with. We never should have gotten there. You should always be willing to listen to what the other side, because first of all, the other side is not filled with idiots. And if they're not filled with idiots, that means there's quite a few of them that are probably very intelligent. And if there are quite a few of them that are probably very intelligent, it stands a very good chance that they're more intelligent than you are. Because I always kind of assume that they're more intelligent than I am. So I listen to what they say. I try and figure out, okay, does this have merit? Does this make sense to me? Right. And if I disagree with it, why do I disagree with it? Do I disagree with it because I disagree with the conclusions that they're drawing from the data? Do I disagree with it because I disagree with the data they're drawing their conclusions from? Do I disagree with it because of a gut reflex? Right. And if it's the last one, I try, and I usually fail, but I try to figure out why is my gut disagreeing with them? Is it something where it's just, you know, a reflexive thought on my part, in which case I have to evaluate that? Why is that my reflexive thought? Is that just it's something that I hold on to for no other reason than that's just what I've always thought? Exactly. Otherwise, how are you going to get any smarter? How are you going to learn? And I don't think you're not. You're honestly, right.
0: You're honestly not. The, exactly because if if you're gonna if you're going to bash somebody for asking a legitimate question and raise some really serious concern what about sometime in the not too distant future where somebody else is going to have a real honest genuine concern or question they're going to be afraid to ask that question or raise that concern because they don't want to be red baited now there are things, about, there's a things about Jill Stein that are very concerning. There, are, like the pictures of her at a, at, a, at a at a dinner table or at, a, at an international um, buffet with um, Joe um, Vladimir Putin at the table, and also some other uh, other American officials. It was this international. I'll I'll find out when what the event was. But the thing is, is that because she's sitting at the same table with Vladimir Putin and other officials from all around the globe, including the United States, somehow she's a Russian asset.
1: Right. And that's because it fits the political narrative. And the narrative becomes more important than reality. Right. And there again, that's that's kind of the problem that I'm talking about, is that we are not willing to concede the other side has a point that we just disagree with. We no longer, when we were, remember when we were younger, we used to be able to say things, this one phrase kept getting repeated a lot. We'll have to agree to disagree. Right. We no longer do that. What we're doing is we're setting up a situation where the emperor has no clothes and everyone's afraid to say that the emperor has no clothes. Otherwise, they're going to get labeled as a, well, pick an ist. You're a racist, you're a misogynist, you're a whatever, your sexist, your favorite, yeah, the sexist, whatever it is, the, you're going to get labeled something. That's what we've created. Right. Is that we're putting an end to honest discourse by doing these stupid asinine things and not allowing the other side to maybe have a point to maybe, you know, be right. It's okay to be wrong. I don't know why everyone's so convinced that they have to be right all the time. I am frequently wrong. I admit it. And when you refuse to admit you're wrong is when you start limiting your own ability to learn and get smarter. Right. And there's just a huge, huge problem with that in this in, in our current climate right now.
0: And in this, yeah. And in the same podcast, in the same conversation, I also want to bring up the fact that I'm also concerned about Bernie Sanders. I'm concerned about Donald Trump, and his oh yeah uh, personality disorder. I'm concerned. I'm concerned about. I Joe- think you mean
1: lack of personality. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but there's. I mean, seriously, the top three guys in their seventies are all in their seventies. All are showing evidence of some sort of intellectual, uh, you know, uh, discognizance. I'm more concerned about a Bernie Sanders heart problem. Right. Bernie seems to be more intellectually on top of his game than the other two. Right. Total, complete honesty there. He seems to be more on top. Um, There's been a number of gaffes from Trump. There's, I mean, Joe Biden is a gaff at this point, let's be honest. So. You know, Bernie's the one that's on top of his game right now, but he doesn't exactly have the healthiest uh, heart in the world. No, no. You know, so honestly, I would not shed a tear if Bernie became the candidate. He selected Tulsi as his running mate. Right. I would not shed a tear over that. I would be very, very concerned because I disagree with a lot of his politics. And when I say a lot of his politics, I mean, I can't think of much I agree with him on. But I know there's a few things that I do agree with him on. But it's still concerning to me that he is not the healthiest guy. No, he's he's not. He's got some genuine concerns about his health. So whoever he selects as his running mate better damn well be up for the job. I you know this is one of those times when who your running mate is genuinely going is genuinely going to affect voting. Yeah. For all of these schmucks.
0: But I just don't see Bernie Sanders standing up and saying, boo to anybody. because I, I, one of the things that I've noticed in the past week or two is that Bernie Sanders really does not have a spine. Because he has not come out and he, and he has not defended Tulsi Gabbard. And has not spoken out about how they keep changing the rules to exclude her. They changed the rules to include Mike Bloomberg. But then a week or two later, they changed the rules to exclude Tulsi Gabbard. And Bernie Sanders has not said a a word. Well,
1: what did he say to defend himself against the accusations that Elizabeth Warren had levied against him. What did he say? What was his argument? His whole
0: thing was is like, No, that's not true. I didn't say that. I would never say that.
1: Right. And then and then but yeah, he wasn't really arguing loud. He right. wasn't like, That's outrageous or anything like that. He's like, No, no, that's not me. That's not no 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 no. Yeah. Come on, guys, you know me. I'm the media darling. You guys like me? Come on. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I, nice.
0: I I don't I just don't see how um at this point Bernie Sanders would pick Elizabeth Warren to be his running mate. I I don't I just don't oh, see it. Oh, he absolutely that.
1: wouldn't. He absolutely I well, unless the party told him to. Unless they forced him to do it. Well, define force. I mean think about what you just said about Bernie Sanders. If he lacks a spine, or at least his spine is flex is certainly flexible enough, how much strong arming are they gonna have to do to get him to you know, all they really have to say is, look, we're, we're going to make up, you know, yeah, we did some, sh- pulled some shenanigans, you know, last election, which, to my knowledge, he's never been all that vociferously outraged about, which seems off to me, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, and, you know, what do they, all they have to say is, look, we're, we're sorry, man. Here, we're going to make it up to you this one. We're going to actually support you. Yeah. What's he going to do? Oh, Okay. Okay, but in order for us to support you, we're going to need you to take take Elizabeth Warren as your running mate.
0: Or Kamala Harris. Or Kamala Harris.
1: Right. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I don't see him putting up much of an argument for either one of those.
0: No, I don't either. I really don't. I, I do not see Bernie Sanders putting up much of a fight at all because I don't see the thing that disturbs me and bothers me the most about Bernie Sanders is that Bernie Sanders is not sticking up for Tulsi Gabbard when Tulsi Gabbard stood up for him right after, right. the day after Elizabeth Warren. I'm calling it a lie. I'm calling it a lie that okay. Ber- that Bernie Sanders said to her, a woman can't be president. I, 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 well, I, I, can't, so I can't... Think about I, it,
1: because Tulsi not only stood up for him then, she resigned from her vice chair position in the DNC when she found out about the political shenanigans that went on in the uh, the 2016 election. Yeah. She stood up for him multiple times to her credit.
0: And he's not capable of standing up for her for Tulsi when time and again they've changed the rules to benefit somebody else and to purposely exclude her.
1: You know, and this is, you and I talked about this in private, but this is the thing that really bothers me about them doing that. I understand it's political payback for her stepping down. I yeah. get that. But are they really that hard-nosed about it? Yes. That I mean, that just... Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Because what does that say about them? I mean, that's that kind of attitude is why Tricky Dick was impeached to begin with. Right.
0: You know? I'm actually looking for the episode of Tulsi Gabbard's podcast. You know, Tulsi Gabbard has a podcast. Yeah, you had mentioned that to me. So Tulsi Gabbard, on episode number four of Tulsi Gabbard's podcast, she talks to Courtney Olson. And you scroll ahead to the four-minute mark and Tulsi Gabbard talks about the, the the moment she found out that the mainstream media and the DNC were colluding together to exclude her run for the presidency of the United States. And it was that it it was the like 2 minutes before she was going to take the stage and officially announce her candidacy and do the press conference. NBC News released an op-ed talking about how you could not trust Tulsi Gabbard and it, she actually claims that that's when they actually started to call her a russian asset and apparently anybody anybody who goes against the dnc dogma anybody who goes against the the democratic party is automatically tainted as a russian asset immediately See, now- it doesn't this matter who you more, are. But
1: this is from this. This is the thing that kills me. Because wasn't it Hillary Clinton who said in during the Bush administration, um, it's patriotic to speak out against any administration. Wasn't she the one? She was she she was screeching on the air about how um, we are Americans. We have a right to disagree and debate with any administration. And yet she's the one that's screaming the most about, oh, they're a Russian asset when they disagree with her. Right. See, it's this kind of fucking two-facedness that, and just to be completely honest, it happens right. with the Republicans too. Oh, absolutely. This is not a purely Democrat thing. I just want to make sure everyone understands but that in I the, realize In the, in the, the 70s, 80s, and, and early
0: 90s, like the very early 90s, like up until 1992. Mm-hmm. Any question of Ronald Reagan. Yeah, that's how it was treated. You're a Russian agent. You're a Russian sympathizer. Which is bullshit. The, Demo- I mean, the Democrats made a point saying that it's, it's patriotic and you're a good American if you question the mental capacity of Ronald Reagan. This is coming full circle here in this podcast. Yeah. Democrats and liberals had no problems... Questioning the mental fitness of somebody on the sitting president of a sitting president, a when, sitting it president. A Democrat,
1: when it was a republican,
0: right? Democrats have no problem questioning the mental fitness of a republican, they have no problem at all. But once you raise the same questions about one of their own, all of a sudden they like to. Use... It's ironic. I'm not the first person to say this either. It's ironic how liberals and Democrats are now red baiting the way the Republicans did decades ago.
1: Right. Well, the worm doesn't turn too quick too slowly. Apparently, you know, I mean, it's just, it's again, it, it the whole idea of us not being able to tolerate the other side in any way, shape or form This is where it's brought us. This is where it's brought us. You know, it started off where the Republicans, quite frankly, were being paranoid about it because they didn't want to admit that their president, because Ronald Reagan, when he was in office, he was the shit as far as they were concerned. So what happened then was paranoia. They just didn't want to admit their golden boy had a problem. And now it's turned into That's the standard response. That's the standard response in politics. Oh, if you disagree with me, you must be an enemy of the entire fucking country. You have to to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just not. Just not healthy. That is just not intellectually healthy at all. It's just, it's just not,
0: it's not. And it's, and it's, it's deeply troubling. It's deep. It's. And I think that I think that this is going to come back and bite a lot of people in the in the ass.
1: Yeah, but will it though?
0: I think it's going to bite people in the ass in ways that we will not be able to visibly see. There's going to be, let's just say, in 2024, it's going to be Mike Pence against whoever the Democrats pick, and there could be there could be somebody out there who would be. A really great president, on the other side of the aisle, a Democrat, a, a mm-hmm. liberal, a really good Bernie is not going to ever run again. I think this is his last chance, his last shot.
1: Right, because if you think about it, if he gets elected now, he'll be 82 at the end of his first term. Right. There's just with there, a I, bad heart. I I just don't. I
0: and I and I took a lot of heat from posting this on Twitter. I don't see either one of these three characters, making it all the way to the first week of November without some serious health issue. I just don't, I don't see Donald Trump with the way that he gobbles McDonald's like there's no tomorrow. Joe Biden with his declining mental capacities and Bernie Sanders health issues with his heart. Yeah, I, I physical just, health issues. I just, I I, all three of these guys have serious health issues. And, and the last time I checked, I don't remember hearing anything about either one of these three guys releasing their medical records. I'm not seeing it all. Yeah. I don't, I don't see how that's going to... I don't see how this is going to play out without there being some issues, without there being some huge controversy. Fine example. What if What if Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden falls down the stairs or has a massive stroke between now and the convention or now an election day in November? What happens? What happens to the process? And here's the thing, whether people want to admit it or not, there's one woman who is still running for office. Everybody else has quit. Tulsi Gabbard is being stubborn and I think she knows something that maybe a lot of us don't know. Tulsi Gabbard refuses to quit. And it's not just because I'm a supporter of Tulsi Gabbard. If it was Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, whomever, I think that these people, like, if they were still in the running, even though they have a mathematical improbability of winning the primary in the general election, I mean it when I say this. I think Tulsi Gabbard is staying in the race because she knows something about Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders that she's not telling everybody. I'm not saying that she's a liar. I'm not saying that she's purposely. No, I am saying she's purposely holding on information because she knows something that the rest of us don't. Well,
1: does she know something that the rest of us don't? Or is she just like, yeah, saying basically what you and I have just said, which is these guys are old. They're not in the best shape. And they're going for the top spot, the most stressful position in the world. And Bernie has a bad heart. Biden apparently has a bad brain. Trump, well, Trump's fucked. So, you know what I mean? That can't possibly not affect them. You know what I mean?
0: I genuinely believe that there is a crisis on the horizon and it's slowly coming towards us. It is catastrophic health crisis from a democratic national candidate. Something awful is going to happen. What are you going to do as a democrat? Let's let's say cuz we're recording this on Tuesday. We don't know about the cuz this is like super Tuesday super Tuesday part 2 and that there are a couple of states who are having their primary today. I'm going to yep. ask, what what happens if Bernie Sanders loses big tonight? Joe Biden walks away with it. He becomes yep. the presumptive nominee. He's the guy, all we have to do is just wait for the coronation at the, at the, at the convention in Milwaukee. And then he dies of a massive stroke or a massive heart attack. Now you have no now you have no candidate you have no nominee. Who's the second choice? Who who is the quote vice president unquote of the DNC party nominee for the general election? Who's going to step in? Is it going to be? I'm pretty
1: sure there's they already have rules about that, so I'm pretty sure it would be you know whoever had the most um, delegates prior to him. And remember, theoretically, the convention is not just about that. It's about the assigning of delegates, too. Sure. So theoretically, there are people that are there who represent those. The delegates are supposed to be there, I think, if I remember correctly. And I could be confusing with something else because, you know, that's the way my mind works. But um, you do have to wonder. If that were to happen, like, say, that night, he walks on stage, clutches his heart, collapses, right? He's the nominee. He has all of the delegates. What are they going to do? Are they going to hold a vote right then and there? You know, because the other thing you got to remember is the elephant in the room, <laughs> so to speak, is Hillary Clinton, right? Would the delegates all, all suddenly throw in behind a candidate who wasn't running? And is Hillary Clinton any healthier than the, than they are. I mean, Hillary's in her, she's in her late, her mid seventies, isn't she? Yeah. She's what? 76, I think. So she's 72. So she's, she's still young ish. Right. Right. But how's her, is she really healthy enough to take on all
0: of that too? Flashback 2016, September 11th, Memorial service. And all of and all of those mini seizures that I don't even know what to call them the yeah. little like the the, the the twitching that she went through right and the exaggerated facial expressions that she had on occasion there are a whole host of problems and again we're nominating somebody for the process and eventually the presidency of the United States, people who are over 70. Now we're talking about four people over the age of 70, Jay. Yeah. That are trying to either keep the White House or get the White House. And Hulu just dropped um, the documentary about Hillary Clinton and it's not good. It does not paint her, even though it's her documentary about herself and who she is. It's not good.
1: Really? It.
0: The clips that I've seen paint her in a really horrible light. Oof. and the way that she says just the most horrible mean-spirited things that you could possibly imagine just short of that she she calls that she calls bernie sanders those things i just i just don't see it happening jay and the listeners are going to listen to this our subscribers are going to listen to it this episode this saturday and they'll have a better idea what happens tonight than we do now <laughs> right <laughs> and i just right? i i Jay God bless him, but I'm telling you, I cannot see I I can't see a way that a way out of this where we can all be excited and say, "Yay, the right person won." I don't see it happening. I genuinely don't. I don't I don't I can't I cannot see myself getting excited for Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden even if it is just to get rid of Donald Trump. Oh, by the yeah. way, you know what we forgot to talk about? It's like uh, I, I don't know we got like 10 minutes left. We we got 10 <laughs> we got 10 minutes left. You know you know what I forgot to mention? Joe What's that? B- Joe Biden's plagiarism. Do a Google search of Joe Biden plagiarism. He's literally doing it, folks. He's li- I mean, I I meant it figuratively, but he's literally doing it. How do you spell
1: plagiarism again? Uh,
0: not very well. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I got it wrong. Joe Biden plagiarism. No, oh, I spelled it right. Yes. All right. Here we go. February 2nd, 2020, Joe Biden caught lying on camera, plagiarizing other end. Plagiarism in Joe Biden's 1988 presidential campaign. Yeah,
0: 87, 88. I'm telling you right here, there's a, there's a clip from the Washington Post. Plagiarism in Joe Biden's 1988 presidential
1: campaign. Here we go. Echoes of Biden's 87 plagiarism scandal continue to reverberate. On September 23rd of 1987, Joe Biden stood before a crowd of reporters and ended his first presidential campaign amid questions about the value he'd worked hard to convince voters he had. Authenticity. The collapse had begun 11 days earlier with news that Biden had lifted phrases and mannerisms from a British Labor Party politician. He lifted phrases and mannerisms? He lifted lifted whole phrases
0: from a speech from somebody in 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 Great Britain there's an example
1: a- soon surfaced of Biden using material from other politicians without attribution he acknowledged he had been accused of plagiarism in law school to make matters worse the video emerged of Biden exaggerating his agri- academic record while speaking angrily to a voter in New Hampshire I made some mistakes Biden then the U.S. Senator told the press as he announced the end of his candidacy in a speech that was by turns regretful and defiant But now the exaggerated shadow of those mistakes has begun to obscure the essence of my candidacy and the essence of Joe Biden. More than three decades later, those events are back in the spotlight for the former vice president, who was one of the most visible Democrats and a crowded vote against President Trump. Biden's campaign on Tuesday acknowledged that it had lifted phrases without attribution from various nonprofit publications in its climate and education plans. In one instance, a sentence on carbon capture from Biden's climate plan is nearly identical to wording used by a group called the Carbon Capture Coalition. Quote, staff working on drafts of the policy paper inadvertently left some citations out of the final document and Vice President Biden was unaware of it, end quote. Biden campaign spokeswoman Kate Bledingfield said in the statement, as soon as staff were made aware of the error, they fixed it. Yeah, whoops. In 87, along with the plagiarism controversy, Biden's campaign was buffeted by accusations of hyperbole and imprecision. The idea that Biden's is sometimes careless with his words persists. This past December, he called himself a gaffe machine. In 2007, Biden claimed he was shot at in Iraq's green zone. He later clarified he was nowhere where he was near where a shot landed. The following year, he told the Associated Press that literally hundreds of thousands of people attended the speech that launched his campaign for Senate in 72. And in April, his first campaign rally since declaring his candidacy, Biden falsely said benefits from the Trump tax cuts were sent went entirely to folks at the top and corporations. To be clear, a quickly fixed staff error and citation cherry-picked isolated examples from a 45-year campaign in public life are irrelevant to what kind of president Joe Biden would be, except he's doing the exact same shit that everyone's deriding Trump for doing, right? Un- Literally, hundreds of thousands of people attended the speech and launched campaign for Senate in 72, and Trump said that there were hundreds of thousands of people at his inaugural ball, and they they fucking lambasted him for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Voters know Joe Biden. They know his values and his character are the polar opposite of Donald Trump who lies the American people virtually every day in his politics rooted in hatred and discrimination. What, what's the, what, yeah, here's,
0: here's the question. What 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 are Joe Biden's vi- values? No, what, what are his values? What does he actually stand for? Because here's a guy who on many different occasions has been caught exaggerating or lying and in in an interview with Lawrence O'Donnell he said joe biden said he would veto any bill that came on his desk for medicare for all or medicaid for all he's voted for every single war that we've that we've gone into that we've started for the past 30 years if not longer he's the architect of the crime bill that has put thousands if not tens of thousands of people of color behind bars for minor offenses. Yeah. Joe Biden has voted for things that are just atrocious. He admitted to being close friends with, with white supremacists and segregationists. I don't understand. How is this guy the darling of the liberal party?
1: Well, I'm not sure he is. Again, I don't, Your I'm post- not entirely sure they really want to win this election. I'm really not. I think they're, they're putting forth, quote unquote, a good effort. But I don't think they honestly want to win. I think they want Trump to have another four years thinking that'll cement his legacy as being incompetent. And they really don't care to win. They want people to think of presidents as eight years, not four years. I, I honestly do believe that. And having a villain like... Always helps fill yeah. the coffers, which they still have problems with, apparently. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell
0: you other than the fact that I think that this is it. I think that... Uh...
1: Yeah, I think we're looking at another four years of Trump. I really do. Because... And I have really mixed emotions about it. Because on the one hand, like I said earlier, countries country seems to be humming along just fucking fine. Yeah whether because of him or in spite of him is up to anyone's real if, guess. I'm telling
0: you, if, and I have no other way to say this, I have no other way to, to address this issue. Whereas you look at all of these other really terrific candidates, not terrific, better than Joe Biden. Right. There were a lot of candidates who in comparison to Joe Biden were terrific. How's that? Does that work? That, that sounds okay. Sounds better. All yeah, right. Edging your bets. But okay. okay. You you look at a woman like Tulsi Gabbard who has been red baited and smeared by the media. Yeah. Who st- and I can actually hear the jet engines in the background, Jay. So I know it's time for <laughs> for us to sign off. Yeah. You look at all these other candidates who would have done a great job trying to stand up to Donald Trump, and they can't. Yeah. And they can't do it. They cannot. They cannot cross the finish line in their own in in the DNC primary because the media has been pushing Joe Biden and you look at Joe Biden's record you do a search of of Joe Biden plagiarism and you realize that's what the GOP is going to use against oh, yeah. him all you need is a couple of ads with you know of Joe Biden caught lying and it's over it's, and the thing is you don't have to worry, you don't have to worry about the Republicans or the Democrats, the diehard Democrats and Republicans who are gonna vote oh, yeah. the Democrats who are gonna vote blue no matter who.
1: Yep. You're gonna the ha- Republicans gonna vote red no matter who.
0: I mean right. you've got those. Keep America great again. That's that's the Republicans motto. You have to think about the twenty or thirty percent of the Americans who are waiting for to see how this all plays out and it will not commit until November. All yep. they have to do is watch the ads of Joe Biden saying the dumbest things, not remembering simple facts. You
1: remember Hillary Clinton avoided, seemed to have avoided debates and I may be misremembering that. Yeah, I don't remember there being a whole lot of debates in the, 2016 election is, is that faulty memory on my part i, it I do, very well could be i
0: do think that you were just not paying attention because of everything that okay. was going on in your life there were a couple yeah, well, and there, were a cu- there were a couple of memes of of donald trump and hillary clinton holding the microphone looking at each other singing you don't bring me flowers anymore <laughs> all that's yeah. all yeah you know um Oh and and on top of everything else, like uh, we, we completely totally forgot about this and my son's gonna break just just yeah, just go get the, the leash. Get the leash. What a good man. What a good man. I'm I'm gonna keep him for a couple more months. Um
1: well, you know, fix labor.
0: I mean, yeah, go ahead. Um they changed the debate rules not only to exclude Tulsi, but they changed the format of the debate to favor Joe Biden, who can't stand at a podium for longer than a couple of minutes
1: whereas wait, oh wait, wait a minute he can't why is that is I it have, no health idea. Thing?
0: have I have no idea they're they're, they're going to be ta- they're gonna be sitting down in 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 Barca loungers um I make that I'm making up they're going to be sitting they're going to be sitting in chairs and they're going to be answering questions from the audience. And I would almost venture to say that they're going to handpick the
1: questions. Nobody. So, yeah. I was going to say because Biden hasn't exactly had a good track history with that. Right. <laughs> You're a dog faced liar. Listen,
0: <laughs> listen, Fats. I can. <laughs> I'm going to chat. How, how about a push up contest right here? Come on, Fats. <laughs> I'll measure my IQ up to yours anytime.
1: Yeah. How does How does a push up? Equate to uh, your IQ, anyway. I mean, that's that was something that I never really understood. I about never understood that.
0: that. I know that's the, uh, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. There are plenty of people who are not in the greatest physical health that are absolute fucking geniuses. And uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not seeing a parallel there. But okay, whatever. Yeah. So I'm also not a presidential candidate. So clearly, he's got something going on more than I do. That's the one thing that he's got over the two of us. Uh, yeah. Uh. Some may argue he's got more than that over us, but you know, we'll we'll give him that anyway. We'll we'll give him that. I just yeah. but I think that the consensus between the
0: two of us is that it, yes. it looks like the DNC wants to lose.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Um I mean if if I was a Democrat, I would not be happy about, thinking that at all you know as it happens i'm well kind of sort of a republican but not really and it bothers me to think that because on the one hand if you really think donald trump is that bad why the hell would you be willing to put up with him for four more years as president of the united states why
0: would you risk all of the why would you risk all of this with a candidate like joe biden
1: Well, even even taking that out of it, you know, if if Donald Trump is truly the evil devil that they're painting him out to be, why the fuck are you going to tolerate four more years with him? Why aren't you putting forth your best fucking candidates now? Because it's fun. There's no there's no other answer. The truth is, is that they, like everyone else, sees that the country's just skimming along fine whether in spite of or because of him is really kind of irrelevant at this point. Yeah. Um, it is. So they don't feel as much as they, they hate him, and they're going to continue to say shit about him. And as much as he's going to give them ammunition to keep doing that, the truth of the matter is the country's not in a bad spot. So they can afford to take the time they need to get their ducks in a row and put forth, be a stronger party and put forth a better candidate in 2000 in 2024. Yeah. And we'll see who that is and how that works out. Yeah. All right. I got to get going, man. I'm late for work. All right. I'll talk to you a little bit. All right. Have a good one, man. All right. Bye, pal.
0: Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Fedora Chronicles radio show with hosts Jason Cousineau and Eric King Fisk. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our past shows, show notes, and recent articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook after you found it so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, FedoraCronicle at Google.com, are great ways to drop us a line with comments and show topic suggestions. We might even read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast updates on what we're doing and for $5 a month you get all that and a t-shirt or coffee mug terms and conditions apply and thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing you can also support the show and show off your incredible impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash fedora chronicles 12.5 of every sale goes directly into keeping this podcast and all the others on the Fedora Chronicles network on the air. That's Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme song for this show is Royal Flush by Olive Musique. The Fedora Chronicles radio show is edited and produced by Eric Render King Fisk. Copyright, The Fedora Chronicles 2019-2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of Jason Cousineau, this is Eric Render King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chin up and your fedora on.